A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. Stephen's late, so we've started without him. <laughs> and we're going to bully him when he gets here about a variety of things, including his lateness, tardiness, his head, <laughs> and his baldness. <laughs> um, what else can we bully him about? Being a hooligan. hooligan. That's an old hooligan. We haven't done that one. Oh, Tom's getting up to go and let him in. He might be here in a minute. Oh, anyway, let's we kick waited, off. Quick. We waited for ten minutes. Let's kick off quickly. Have you got something horrible uh, to say about Stephen? No, or? no. Just trying to think of something. We're good. Some good points we could get in before. Here he is. Here he is. Here he coming is. in late. late. Look at him swaggering in. Let's treat him like it's Ashley like Fetcher being subbed off. He's grinning. Ironic cheers. He's grinning like he's Slow just cap. been and smashed some um, outdoor furniture all <laughs> over the place at some cafe on the uh, <laughs> where, what would be an area, some Marseille. That's yeah, quite but like. Harsh, if, isn't he's it? not going to be down Marseille before he got here. He'd be down Walker, wouldn't he? Well, like I don't that. know. Well, can he not come to here direct from Marseille? I'd be. <laughs> <laughs> Would different have an airport? He could, like. Uh, that's he a good could, point. If you uh, drove that's... through France and got on the Eurostar and then drove up straight here, you could go direct from Marseille. I reckon Gareth's more of a hooligan than Stephen, anyway. I reckon mm. he's been involved in some situations. That's why I like to project on you. Like what you're saying because we haven't done a mic check, so you haven't done a mic check. No, well, not on you. We've done not you because you're not being here. So. Well, you know, traffic, <laughs> traffic. It was really quiet when I came, oh, so I'm not having that. Well, yeah, Chris Coleman missed his press conference this morning because of traffic. Well, he did it eventually, but it was got half shut, an hour shut late. Down, didn't it? Well, it he did. didn't, but the live stream did. That was um, political. We're living in communist Sunderland. It's ironic, isn't it? Really? Sure it's fascist, something really. Well, it's getting communist, shut down. fascist, whatever. It's kind of ironic because it's like the ultimate expression of kind of market economies and like football, how it just makes loads of money and it's owned by really wealthy people. But they don't like the freedom of speech. Not having that other. Shut that down. Marketplace of ideas. Nah. Well, <laughs> strong start from Craig there. Michael Luff's here as well. I'm presenting it now. Look at this, Stephen. I'm just going to let you crack on. I wasn't even at the game of the weekend. Oh, so. no, no, we were just taking the mick out. That was the other thing to bully him about. Yeah. Loves the mags. Yeah, he does. He wasn't at the He's at Huddersfield. He loves them randomly Big, now. He's like him and Aaron Moy. Like that I, now. I enjoyed the game of football I was at. <laughs> weekend. Oh, yeah. It was, it what was, happened yeah. in it? Did Man United win, did they? Yeah. yeah, yeah they had all that VR. Carry on, oh, didn't yeah. you? Wobbly lines or something. Yeah. Weird. Good game, Weird. Should we talk, should we talk about that one? Should we talk <laughs> about that game? Didn't see any of it. Instead, no. I think I think we should just let Mickey say something about about the match. See the match. <laughs> Which one? Don't know. <laughs> Either. 
Yeah, that's, that not, that's not, not, not giving him a word in edge, is he? You know, talking to well, let him go. Let him crap about right, We're putting some pressure on him now. Right, Doesn't come on, Michael, yeah. deliver. We want you to deliver content. I mean, now. to be fair, that's my usual thing. I just sit there, don't say a lot for 20 minutes, and just come in with a, like, a bit of a monologue and then don't say anything <laughs> for another 20 minutes. We so. have been tweeted today by um, a gentleman called Eddie Clark. I'm sure he's a, he always tweets us things and he was telling us no frivolity today, <laughs> which see, we're in a serious situation. We can't, sorry, it's been very. Frivolful, frivolous is the word you're looking for, Gareth. I, I knew that, <laughs> but I, I wanted to try and emphasise how full of frivolity it had been. What, what you should have said we was, have been frivol- I was trying to embody Stephen. No, we have been mispronunciation. We have been frivolous, <laughs> and the podcast is frivolful. <laughs> so anyway, continue the frivolities <laughs> onward. It was just kind of everything that we feared it would be Saturday, wasn't it? I mean, we have the supposedly morale boost and draw away at Bristol City and then everything was saying the build of a game that we must start strongly on the front front foot etc etc just didn't happen and what we said before we said every week you can tell which Sunderland are going to come out in the first 10 minutes well to be fair on Saturday we actually exceeded that and it was the first minute of the game mm. it kind of set the tone for how we were going to play and we essentially witnessed a Brentford training session for, <laughs> for, 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 especially especially in the first half, I mean, it was embarrassing, wasn't it? Yeah, but just looked so much more like comfortable on the ball than us. It, it was it was embarrassing. That's the only way to describe it, really. It was. A bit, it reminded me a little bit of the um, the way they were attacking. It reminded us of the QPR game and under Poyet when mm-hmm. um, he played like Gomez is kind of like an inside left, and they basically just gave the ball, just lumped it out wide, yeah. and Matt Phillips yeah. every time. Joey Barton just got it aye, he was like just a like, quarterback aye, and just yeah. put it down the right every channel time, every just time. Yeah. And that was on the lad on. Bobby, Bobby Zamora score a couple of goals in that game. He's got a screamer for a member. No, it was, was, um, that that game? was, it it was uh, Leroy first scored for them at the back post to header, uh, because it was from a cross from the right. One of the 50 crosses they managed to get in in the first five minutes of the game, I think QBR, but it was I think it was Joseph Soon who was playing down the right for them. Um, and he kept on just like spraying the ball out, and Clark Salter, a centre back's kind of going, McGeady's like, <laughs> sort of like having a look at the corner flag at the other end of the pitch <laughs> and like, inspecting it for like phrase in the flag, and he's like, "What am I doing here? Getting roasted?" Like, well, we shouldn't back? be surprised if McGeady, McGeady putting a performance in like that, really, because it's what he showed before. After, <clears throat> after everybody spent ourselves included the whole week saying, "Well, you've got to find a way to get McGeady in the team," because he seemingly changed the game. But Coleman, Coleman said uh, he wanted to start him, so I mean, I don't buy that the entire. Re- uh, you could drop Oviedo because you want McGeady and you want a defensive player behind mm. him. That's which what is he said. What he yeah. said yeah. But you don't drop Oviedo off the bench as well. Mm. Like, mm. I, I, yeah, you need an option, don't you, to change it? And you could play I mean, him in an attacking are, area. Arguably, you can strike yeah. a ball. Arguably, in context of talent, Oviedo is the best player we have. I would agree. Yeah. First, yeah. Ability on the ball, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I think I wouldn't say he's. Yeah, he gets forward, but I would say he's quite tenacious as a as a left back. He does like. Yeah. He does get close to his man, and he puts. He, he makes them. It doesn't wash, does it? It doesn't wash. There's something else. Going yeah, on. it doesn't wash. I, I could maybe see um, Coleman's point if we had maybe a Phil Barsley type defender at the club yeah. who could slot in, who's defensively yeah. solid six out of ten, but doesn't give you a huge amount going forward, but. We put the square peg in the round hole essentially by putting Clark Salter in a left back. I mean, I felt very, really sorry for him. He's someone who's played less than 20 competitive games in his entire career and he's been asked to play left back in a game like that. And he actually, I thought. Don't he feel a, sorry for any of them. I, I thought he actually had a decent <laughs> game when he went to centre half. He did, yeah. I thought he had a very decent game. I think his second half we did alright, and but it was done then. You yeah, know. I'm, I'm, I mean, you can go through the whole team, couldn't you? I mean, the goalkeeper. 
has he made a save? <sighs> right, I'll tell you He's what. He's made then, one save. That for the I benefit of myself and some of our listeners who haven't been at the game, and that's probably quite a lot. Uh, and and I'm, because we have a lot of exiles, I'm not trying to have a go at anybody not turn up with the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and getting on to what you said there about Eddie, because he was asking us to rate the team, wasn't he? So why don't we do that? Why don't we go from through the team and then and then <clears throat> just give a brief summary of their performance, a rating out of ten if you want, whichever way. Right, well, you feel. Start with the start with the keeper. Cat, I'd give him a five. I, I wouldn't really say he's not a blame for anything, but he's not contributing yeah. anything positive. But I either. also I also just think it's um it's more of a psychological thing. It's a presence. Um, you see um how goalkeepers are built now and you look at them in the goal and they're very kind of like imposing and he isn't. people and you look at Lee Camp and he just and he, and he, he, he is six foot but he looks about five is foot he? and nine. He is, he's meant to be six foot according to like official data it stands official out when a keeper it stands out when a keeper he, he doesn't at all I can't know his mum he's <laughs> six foot he's five foot ten isn't he yeah, he's he, like me <laughs> <laughs> no but he and for me it just it, it spreads kind of anxiety throughout the team if you don't have like a, a presence at the back well and, I think it's not helped by the fact that Along with him not having particularly great presence, and almost being in there simply because the the other one just horrible. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. Uh, the the two centre backs, well, Brown and Brown are gonna have, have a north. You can give him a north. A minus. Can he have a minus <laughs> ten? It, it, he he shouldn't be even on the bench. I mean, if he wants to talk about making tactical changes and leaving Oviedo out, I'd rather have had McGeady at left back if it meant that Brown wasn't centre back because that was a disgrace. I mean, he followed on from. The shambles he put in at Bristol City. He doesn't look interested. No. There was a there was it's, it's, a moment where the like ball it. came to him. We there was a quick free kick, I think, and then he got it, and he just like <laughs> scooped, like, just yeah. hit it, like, it out of play on the right hand yeah. side. Nobody. He has got a spoon foot, hasn't he? <laughs> like, he like he likes shoveling the ball. Up, it does like it, a was, good it was horrific. But are you getting not? I think I'd give a shape probably a three. Yeah, um, he he. And he tackled, he tackled him all for O'Shea, the first goal. O'Shea, that was incredible. Oh, she exposed oh, in a back finished. pair, in a back pair, and though, yeah, he's, he's like, we, like we thought, we thought. I think that he's would exposed happen. alongside some when you haven't got another when you've got nothing to your left to you completely to your left to you. And Clark Salter in the first, so I would say maybe give him a three in the second half, give him maybe a five because he went back centre back. He was always okay. centre back, but plus we got tackles in Browning. He did. He's pointless. He might as well not be there. Billy Jones. Oh. I mean. <laughs> you, Talk about what defensive fullbacks. He's he's not an attacking fullback. He's not a, certainly not a defensive fullback. He's just a, a body in an area who kind of like runs around like. <laughs> and when he got roasted by one of that, he just knocked it past him, and he just like was he couldn't even get hold of him to like no. rugby tackle him to the ground. It was embarrassing. Him, he's one of them where you think right. He's had a, an okay Premier League career mm. at West Brom, and and you look at him and you wonder just like exactly what is gone wrong since he came to Sunderland I'm not saying he was ever a world beater at West Brom but I didn't see any reports that suggested he was someone who would be at the bottom of the championship incapable of dealing with yeah. very basic things I, I think with Billy Jones he's one of them players who we all kind of hoped making the step down would be able to like find his feet in the championship totally. because I mean I looked at him in the Premier League and yeah he was very poor and he was absolutely flat out just to be average but I thought that was what the championship was all about and maybe he could just be kind of like a solid like I'll say yeah. before, six out of ten figure, but he hasn't. He's just been absolutely he's dreadful. Worse. He should dreadful. be. Do, do, is this a Sunderland thing, or do we think genuinely these players would go elsewhere in the championship and do all right? Because that's what tends to happen. I can't, when I can't, you, when you look at Sunderland, I can't see. I can't see him going elsewhere and doing all right because he's so limited. Something's he's gone. Just being completely. I'd rather have Don, like Donald Love. Yeah. To be fair, 
He's he, played. He played in. That's where we are. A is number it? of clean. A number of cle- <laughs> he got a number of clean sheets, and it came into the team. Played in that yeah. Wolves game. He's. He's. I think, and he. He was in, involved in. Uh, is he injured or what? Like, I don't know. I mean, he played. The Fulham obviously game. He played the Birmingham game, didn't he? He played in the Fulham game. So actually, kind of set the equaliser up in the Birmingham game by accident. But <coughs> you, do, do you know what I mean? His contribution, when you compare it in the time he's played to Billy Jones, I'd have Donald Loving ahead of Billy Jones every time. But then you, just the Adam then, Matthews thing. Yeah. So again, you wonder, is that because he sees Matthews as more of a marauding fullback? He does like to get forward and some of his defensive capabilities aren't great. But he comes on as a sub and he's absolutely fine. Well, he was much better than... He was much better than Clark Salter obviously would be at left back. As and he was expect. better than Billy Jones. He was I'm better as a left back than Billy Jones was as a right back. Yeah. And you would have, you know, obviously he's still, he's just come back from injury and obviously he wanted to maybe protect them slightly there. But for me, he would have been in Oviedo and Matthews if the fit and available. That's go in and it's got to be. Clark Salter with, with, with O'Shea probably would have been my, my back fourth start in that game. From what we had available, it's like we said before with this team. I think we need to simplify things as much as possible. So having like a left back, shot carry player at left back, and a right back, a right back, it's just it's just fundamentals, isn't it? Really, like when, you, when you're searching you for results, you try and do things, don't you? And yeah. maybe he's overthought it slightly, Coleman. You look at the you look at the bench, and there's got to be a space for Aviedo on that bench. Yeah, even as an offensive player, as you yeah. Say. yeah, yeah. I, 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 you'd have him on look, like my personally if, as a left. If you were bringing somebody on on the left hand side, an attacking player. I, w- I would have him on ahead of Gucci in that position. Well, exactly. Yeah. So I look at Oviedo, and he started as a winger, and he he moved back. He never really did anything as a winger at Everton. Baines got injured, and they didn't have anyone, and he ended up being a bit of a cult hero. And he's fine as a left back, and I agree with you. But he's, he, that he, he can get his foot in, and his positioning's fine, and everything. But I look at him, and I think you're not like Van Arnold or like Mickey Gray when he mm. moved back to left back. He could comfortably play on the wing as an old-fashioned kind mm. of left-winger, and he'd be fine. Yeah, and it's not one of those things, is it? Because people like to say that about any full-back, don't they, when they've got a bit of pace or they get say, forward, yeah. yeah. It, but it's he, not he, the same, yeah, it's he, different. He, yeah, he genuinely looks like he, he's at home when, he, when he's not further mean, up. To be, and fair, to be fair, to be fair, he's probably a mid-table or half-Premier League player, Easily. Really. Oh, Easily. definitely, yeah. Easily. Which you couldn't say about anyone else. Cut him all again after his... Yeah, we're on to the, mid- know, we're on to the midfield now. Then tell me about Robson and Cannibal. Well, he, Rob- he was always going to play those two to get. This is why the Oviedo omission is, is more bizarre to me. Because when we were trying to predict a team selection, we said then, look, if he's going to get Azoro, Fletcher, and McGeady in the team, he's going to play Robson because he's going to want yeah. two sit the midfielders. Otherwise, we're going to be too open. So I was surprised he even considered that as a fallback. So tell me about you're laughing. No tell me, was, tell me about Catamol and, and Robson. I think I think of even Robson though. It's just what we were saying in the podcast the other week. He's gone from the solution <laughs> to the cause within about three or four weeks. Because mm. <clears> after the whole game, everyone was on saying, "Oh, Ethan Robson is going to like be in the team now. We need to like kind of but, like, play all the young players." But now all of a sudden, I'm not saying we're guilty of this, but in certain quarters. People, but just as I say, they're far too quick to like judge players one way or yeah. the other. And he's a young player, and he's learning his trade. He's gonna have. Well, the bubby is like he's, he's not actually. So I was trying to think how to word this, but we signed on Dong about two years ago, whenever it was, and obviously it hasn't worked out for him and that. But the criticism he got a twenty-one year old, twenty-two year old, Robson is twenty-one years old. My God, like he looks like an eighteen-year-old who's just 
landed on the planet. Yeah. But he, he, he is he, he is essentially though because he's not he, he's got no as, as he had a loan spell yeah. anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So well, it's the same as Dyke Honeyman. Yeah, it? exactly. So we've I, I know we've got to judge him as championship players as well, but it's not really Robson's fault. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not like, blaming him per se. But if I'm just going to judge his performance in isolation, it was as bad as Browning's. And again, it was, it was. You can't have different rules for different players. Yeah. Browning's a kid. He's played more senior football, but he's a young player. And for him, he's not even a Sunderland player. Like, yeah, that, that's the thing, isn't it? You, 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 you're reluctant to root for somebody and want them to develop and turn into a good yeah. player when they're not even going to be here next season. And well, like, Rob, it's Robson, for, it's well, for evidence benefit, not ours. Ro- Robson, uh, Robson's out of contract in the summer as well, so, you know, the, 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 somebody will They'll make need a, him in League One, though. Somebody, somebody will make a decision, whether it be a team or the club, about what they want to do. If they want to keep him, I'm sure he'd probably stay. But. Well, but they anyway, made that regardless. decision with Honeyman last summer, yeah. and I thought it was the wrong decision. Now, the only reason I've been proven wrong is because he's a standout player in a team at the bottom of the championship. Yep. If you want to get promoted, you shouldn't have been signing yep. George Honeyman. Not not because he's a bad footballer, but at 23 years old, this is his first full might season be, I think senior he's probably, football. It's ridiculous. I think he's probably one of those, if you put him in a... I think if you put him in a bad team, I think he'd probably get lost in it. And if you put him yeah. in a good team, I think he'd, he'd yeah. do well in it. He'd probably be okay for yeah. Brentford, for example. Yeah. You know, he'd do well, in, in, and that's not that's not a slight on him. That's just I think the kind of player that he is. I agree. Um, I agree. But yeah, I mean, Robson really poor again, and and I think you know absolutely you'd want him to do his you know you, you want, want him to succeed. You want him succeed. Of you and do. I think I think again I, I kind of. I'm not being revisionist, but after the whole game, I did see he did all right in the game. Uh, I think that there is a tendency to go overboard with certain players, and mm. I think we saw this with Gooch at the start of last season. There was an element of adrenaline to his game against yeah. Hull, wasn't there? And I've been well, when he was chasing it, yeah. players around the field and stuff like that on a high because he's yeah. playing his his first game at the stadium of life. I think when you for the first team, when you're watching it, when you when you watch an incident and fall like the second goal. Where he gives the ball away oh, badly, that was terrible. and then he ra- in tracks the runner of the wrong side all the way into the penalty area. He was level with him, but he was standing behind him. Like it's a f- like did it? Did m- surely the must that must just be a brain fart on, on his perspective. Surely because that's a football basic. You, you get in front mm. of the danger, block block the cross. But he ran. He didn't even come across. He, he ran in a, like parallel to him behind him, and it, it, to me it. At least if if he gets there, if he if he gets across in and he scores, fine. But at least go across the front and try and block the ball and, and block the danger. Strange and you know it's it's a, it's a real shame. I mean, and well, Catamol Catamol as well doesn't you know does you know the the Lazarus in the last game and then like this game, awful, awful. Like, well, I was going to say in, in Robson's defence, right? So we're looking at this squad and it's mostly kids and then you've got some senior figures like I wouldn't look to McGeady to be a leader you know he's he's right. not that kind of f- player at all clearly so you're looking at Catamol and O'Shea again rightly or wrongly but they're the two leader figures when you've got performances like what Catamol's putting in and you're the other guy next to him in midfield and you're playing against a team with three in there who were moving it and passing it and moving it he was just completely lost but he was getting no help from yeah. Catamol who is the senior pro well a so, pair of them were Dragging each other down, really. They weren't. They weren't functioning as a unit, and as a result, one was worse for the others. You know, yeah, but the, then the Catamol's the senior pro. Oh yeah, you're so right. He has to be the one who takes the responsibility. I mean, you watched him, and he was trying to like cajole and clap, but you know, you got to lead with your. You got to do it you yourself. Got to lead. You know, Honeyman. You know, in the first half, he was probably our 
a best player alongside a sorrow, but that's not really saying much. Um, he it was a bright spark in that Honeyman didn't hide. No. He chased it, but he chased it in the right areas. Like me and my brother-in-law were kind of saying, like, he kind of got a look of a much lower level Malbronk in some ways. Yeah, the way he moves yeah, yeah. with the ball, he twists, he turns, he, he can beat a man. It, you know, he, he he's limited. Put, he, he can't score. He's, he's finishing pretty awful. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he had, he had a very good chance in the first half and yeah. put it in the side net. And he, he hit he the never, bar he as never, well. Yeah, he did. He, he never done better with that. He never, he never quite looked like he was going to score when he got in when he should have no. hit the target it was one of them shots where you weren't off your so you think oh that's a goal you kind of were surprised to see you ping off the bar yeah. in that, that sort one, of sense yeah. Yeah. That was, so that's like a couple of occasions in this game obviously there was that absolutely diabolical miss the other the, a couple of months ago I can't even remember it was it Birmingham or? was it Birmingham if you'd scored you know could have won yeah, that yeah. game and you look at it now and you think how important that is and again you're not putting it on on his shoulders yeah. to, to win to win us games as such but as there's an only, attacking midfielder, yeah. he's kind of got to contribute. There's only, I think, for context, there's only so many games you can go to where you can come away going, "Oh well, he's just they're just kids or whatever," well, and, make, and put yeah. the excuses in place. You're going as a fan, you're paying your money, you're supporting your team, you're hoping that something positive is going to happen yeah. at the game, and people are letting you down week in week out. And it doesn't matter how old they are, how many games they've played, they're out there in the red and white shirt playing for Sunderland, and it gets to the stage where like context isn't relevant anymore because you're getting beat every week. And you're oh, the no, bottom three in the championship, and it looks like you're going to get relegated to the third tier for only the second time in 130 years. So that's that's where the frustration comes from. It doesn't come from being nasty to no. children who are playing football, no. doing a man's job, which is what's happening at the moment. When you're talking about people like Rodwell who are bottling it out, yeah, oh, and, and yeah, you know yeah. people suggestions about people causing bother in training whoever that might have been and you know sabotaging things senior professionals doing that <laughs> and seeing you don't want to play for for the club and leaving or whatever we're not you know these people have been thrust into thrust into action and you know every week we've got maybe the reason why Donald Love didn't play is because there's already five or six Kids. players under 23 in the team and then it's another one in in the team seven, six seven players under 23 in the team that's you know, fine 20, when you're almost in, you're 20, 23 is a new 19 isn't it in a way in like modern football do you know what I mean Cause it, cause it's, in the, terms of experience they spend so long in that that bubble. sort of bubble of the under 23s and people get brought in to do jobs that get, you know people get brought in from outside the club to come into the team straight away as senior professionals and there's no pathway for young players and they're getting the, t- they're getting the chance later and later and later now unless you're exceptional well the problem is that they should be going out on loan so someone like George yeah. Honeyman shouldn't be playing his first Wait, senior what, season at 23. What, went to Gateshead, didn't he? For I mean, that's that's games, not yeah. a senior. That, that's way. No. If he he's he's done well this season, and I'm not knocking him because I think he was one of the few bright sparks on the weekend. But like, you're in a situation. You've got people like him and Ethan Robson coming in, and they've not really experienced what it's like to play at any sort of level. Because the under twenty three is pedestrian. I, I, I think Michael Proctor always used to make the point, didn't he? When he was on, he always used to say um, that when he went out on loan early on in his career, he realised what it meant to play for a team where like the result affected people's Saturdays and people's weekends, and then um, people who we played with, obviously, like if they scored a goal, they got a bonus. If uh, if they won a game, they got a bonus. And and the, and he learned kind of like what the reality of football was, as opposed to the kind of like almost mollycoddled world that mm. the reserves and twenty threes existed in. And when you think since he's played, he's probably got a lot more mollycoddled and yeah, a lot more like sanitised. Yeah. Essentially, they're the mates, don't they, from about under twelves mm. all the way up to twenty threes. 
So mm. not allowed to even play for school teams anymore. That's a different. Well, yeah, no, it's it's, it's but it's all in, it's all part of it, isn't it? You're yeah, not supposed to play football recreationally. Full stop. Because mm. you you're a child, yeah. but you've got basically a contract that prevents you from enjoying yourself. I mean, on the flip <laughs> side, on the flip side of the young players, a sorrow gets better every week, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I thought he led. I thought he looked like an experienced player at the weekend. Yeah. He was wanted the ball all the time. Um, he was calling for it. He was. Yeah, he gave the, he, a few times he didn't get by the full-back, but he got by him as much as he didn't. So if that means if he's going to try and take him on 12 times, he's, he's going to beat him six. six and then it's a case of can he deliver the ball. His final ball wasn't great, but he's learning the game in a struggling team. But at least he's, no, he's, he's not hiding. He's him, not hiding. And he's somebody who I watched in pre-season and thought he needs a, he needs a loan to like yep. League 2 or something to get... Well, not Something just in even games this season when he's come in. I've thought, nah, he's just like too raw. Yeah, but that he's because he's almost been forced into a situation where he's got to allow players to develop in the side. The difference with him is he's like you say, getting better every week. You look at someone like Robson, and and you want to talk about being revisionist. I will revise my view of his performance probably on in that whole game, and I would go back and say I praised it because I thought he did well. But when you look at some of the fundamentals of his game and you think back to that performance their midfield was pretty non-existent and he, he wasn't exactly comfortable with the ball was he he moved it fine but it wasn't like he looks like one of them players who's who's like a kind of yard behind everything mm. else that's going on whereas a Soro no it's like well, think, it's natural to him isn't it, it the, thing about, to him. the thing about Soro is he's clearly he's got like he's a good technical player yeah. but He's got pace, and I think if you're a young, play, a young player and you're fast yeah. or you're big and physically strong, you're already like you've, you've got already a little... got a massive advantage of the p- other people yeah. around you. And pace, it's, if, if, it you know, so it doesn't, much, it doesn't matter. Mean... It doesn't matter if you're a 19 year old or a 29 year old, and if somebody's faster than you, you, you you're in bother. I think it's just physical attributes in general. Whether you talk about height, strength, pace, I just think we're I just think we'll lack it all yeah. over the place. I mean, yeah, I you, you saw before the game when the two teams were paying the respects to Liam Miller, and, and you just looked at the size difference amongst the oh, team. Yeah. But honestly, we look tiny in comparison. You wouldn't say Brentford are a particularly physical side, <laughs> but no. just when you looked at their team, though, they looked look like like athletes, whereas like ours, they just didn't. And that's well, we've said this all season. I remember in January. We're saying, like, you look at the league and you look at the strikers in the league, and, and it, you know, the Premier League obviously has strikers who score a lot of goals, but for some of the other clubs lower down, it's more of a spread. You you don't necessarily have that striker who gets all the goals, no. but in the Championship, it's all about strikers who score goals. It's basically like Steve Bruce's like heaven, <laughs> <laughs> but like we we didn't sign. Obviously, Graben was someone who had goals in him and yeah. scored goals for us. But if Vaughan was the target man, immediately you're thinking. Why are we signing someone who, uh, to be a target man who basically isn't one? And you look at what we've brought in in January, and I've got I'm not blaming Coleman for this at all because we're scratching around yeah, yeah. whatever's available. But you know, you want to talk about second second time in in League One in 130 years, second time in the third yeah. year potentially. We're signing players on loan from Middlesbrough when they're in the same division of us as us, and um, I mean, talk, he does he actually deserved what yeah. he got. And another one who's been signed as a target man who isn't. I mean, I'll, I'll never ever condone kind of like June or Boone your own players, but Saturday was an exception. I, oh, completely. I nice. mean, I didn't personally do it, but I looked around and I thought, you know what, I don't blame a single person because I think I made the point though on Saturday that this is the result 
of the constraints of working under Vaux. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, only probably. players we can bring in are loanees from clubs like Middlesbrough and it's other clubs like that. Chronic, isn't it? It, oh, it really is. And then or people like Loire Loire who were that out of favour and have played so games that they've had the contract terminated in order to come here. And what you get is essentially you get you just get a rabble, don't you? The, I mean, yeah. you, you look through, but you, but you think for in six months' yeah. time, how many of these players will actually be at the club? Very, well, very few. A lot of them won't, yeah. Very few. And as I, but as I say, the mud isn't going to stick with them. It's just, going, yeah. it's just going to be like a little bit of like a blemish on the career, and they'll move on. And to be honest, I can see them sat in the dressing room over summer when they go about the parent clubs or wherever they're at, and not have a joke about the time, but say, "Hey, God, I mean that situation yeah. suddenly that I was in." Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they actually like matter. So I think in terms of taking responsibility and stepping up to the plate, I just think it, it's just a mess, really. I think no, I agree. <laughs> I mean, I think if they don't, if they can't show at least some bottle tomorrow night against Bolton that's all I want to see mm. I mean we need to win mm. but I just want to see some some bottle like effort, because if you don't show it we'll we'll be 2-0 down at half time again because mm. they'll be up for it they're in a worse situation than we are financially mm-hmm. yeah. oh, they, they couldn't sign players they had to sign them on six month deals they had to get all ratified by the, the FA they've got They've got massive tax bills that they've got to pay, um, and that's constantly hanging over them. They were bottom of the league for a long period. Well, they looked like they were certainties. Yeah. yeah. When we played them up here, Grayson's last game, you, you know, part of the reason he got sacked was because we were playing the worst team in the league, substan- you know, by some distance. And now, now what, they don't look like they are. Well, we, we, we'll come on to some tweets and the Bolton game. Well, we I mean, a, yeah, we'll I mean, job, and, and Anthony Rand says, when's it going to end? So we'll, we'll discuss that. We'll discuss that and, and more when we come back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot of few, lovely <laughs> <laughs> little yawn there. Sorry, from Craig. A lot of random right. tweets. Sam uh, at Billy Jones, and that just says Victor and Ichibi. Be... Don't know if he means discuss Victor and Ichibi yeah, because he's in the edge. He's a free he agent, isn't he? Someone, someone was saying he might be going to Bolton. Well, that would just be nice on the cake. But I get it. I would get him in. Absolutely, get him <laughs> in. But, but maybe, but how many more non-goal storm strikers do we want? Well, at least he got a bit of physicality yeah. about him. I think he could score in this division. Yeah, I think he could score in this division. 
to be fair. No, he was. He, uh, you, you're right. You're, you're right. But <laughs> at least, at least he'd show a bit of, you yeah. know, when, when, when he could be bothered. I. But think about it, him, <laughs> him, or Ashley Fletcher, who James Vaughan. <laughs> I'd, 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 I, I am not kidding. I think Vaughan's better than him. Well, uh, based, on sa- based on Saturday's evidence, yeah. See again. Based, based on, on Saturday, Saturday, yeah, yeah. Early days for a minute, Fletcher. But it, it, it is, it, but it doesn't it, condone. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, detract from the level of his performance at the weekend. It, it's not even the level of performance. It's just like the lack of like application. He's just. He's it's one of those players like without sound like your dart. He like he <laughs> strolls around as though he thinks he's a good player. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he has that kind of aura about him, but he just doesn't deliver at all. He just kind of just saunters around the pitch. He's just so frustrating to watch. So somebody, people who were kind of frustrated by grabbing because he looked like that. Yes, but. He scored twelve goals in nineteen yeah. games, and, and yeah. grab and play, made like clever runs and stuff. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So there's a huge difference between not caring and looking like you don't care. Just, well, the, ir- the, ir- the ultimate irony in that to say that Graben was lazy is that it's a lazy observation. Yeah, 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 yeah totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. And, and you know, it's just a thing to say because somebody didn't jump for a header that was eight foot above them, but you want to see them but do something. Popped in two goals. But he only, like, yeah, but then, yeah. In the game. Yeah, but he only he scored you know plenty of goals. So scored again, By the way, on grabbing, sorry, didn't rub you, but no, I think he scored for us. He scored against every former team that he played this season, Aye. and obviously he's at Villa, so we've got them to play. Uh, well, so you know, this, this that. that's another thing that sums up our situation. Uh, we've got a player who doesn't want to stay here, who's only on loan, and goes to Aston Villa to sit on their bench, why on loan? Yeah, I mean, we can't even. Keep someone happy who's going to get regular football and was doing, from a personal point of view, absolutely fine. And he's <coughs> gone to somewhere where they've got a £14 million striker or whatever ahead of him. What, Hogan, how yeah. much is he £40 million? Something like 10 well, million. The, the lack of goals in the team is, is the obvious thing. I, I wonder what people think about this. Just the lack of football. And yeah. you, can, you can make <laughs> up for bad, yeah. bad defending if you can stick the ball in the, in the net yourself. Um, why I miss is saying, in hindsight, was a, a mistake to loan out Kazri and Barini. I don't think there's anything you could have done about that one, really. No, well, you can't, but you... Well... <laughs> other, well other, other than Kevin Prisoner, there wasn't an awful lot problem, This is another thing that annoys me. But like, it, I we'll, mean, let, we'll let Undong go on loan, mm-hmm. and we'll let these players go on loan. Which other club does business well, exactly, like we yeah, do? Exactly. We were just a complete farce. Like, from top... Like, everything... I, I, I don't know what you could have done to keep them, but... Why were letting them out on loan? Like I, I don't get it. Because mm-hmm. people looked at what Newcastle did when they got relegated and got all those all that money for those players and then reinvested it, didn't they? And we we've had the net spend. Yeah, <laughs> we've already spent the money. Asked the question a lot of time, didn't we? Yeah. How you, there must have been a financial plan in place to try and um, recoup some of this debt. Yeah. And then that wouldn't have initially included the Jordan Pickford fee, and then the yeah. argument should have more of that because it's money you weren't expected be reinvested and kind of going over all grounds. We'll, we'll let Martin Can answer you, uh, that himself, actually. The, um, um, yeah, it's good that, isn't it? The, you sell Jordan Pickford, but you can't buy anybody because you've got to pay Chelsea for Papi Gillibodji. <laughs> That you oh. bought the pre- previous summer. A few, a, a few, a yeah. few tweets. Which I could. A few <laughs> tweets about being on that. I, I guess while we've we've touched on that, um, Gareth Ord. Don't know if he's really a dicky or not in any way. Um, Twin brother. This being argument, many seem to be saying he's blameless. I'm not sure anybody mm. is. Um, I'm sure anyone could have cut costs. It's the part where you totally don't totally bring every other part of the club to its knees in the meantime. Being is just another huge failure in a well, long list. That 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 certainly you could argue was true. 
Keelan um, Brady made a good point at the weekend okay. um, on the. Oh, you weren't there, were you? No, um, this is live. This peacock. is live at the Peacock. Yeah, Keelan Brady. Uh, um, and he said that Martin Bain isn't working for Sunderland; he's working for Ellis Short. Mm. And I think that's very a really, good, very good point. A very good observation in that he's work. He's doing a job for Ellis Short yeah. to sort the club out, to set to sort to make it viable, sellable asset. He's not doing the job in the best interest of Sunderland Football Club, and I think that's a very, very Stupid good point, point yeah. um, and something I've never really considered before. No. Uh, on the point, shall we mention that about the Peacock? Yep. 14th of March, Wednesday the 14th of March, um, via the, the Peacock's contacts, um, there's a, a night with Martin Bain and Chris Coleman. Um, tickets are £10 and are on sale from the Peacock and I believe they're going to go on sale on Wednesday. There's been a lot of interest mm. in this event. He said um, you can't buy them over the phone if you've got means to pay. Oh, did he read? Have you spoken with spoke him? Oh, well, there you go. So you can buy you can buy them over the phone. Uh, I don't know. That, I, I believe. I think that's. I don't know if they're going to sort of test you because he said he said it's not ideal. But if somebody's not in the area, then they would look at right. it. I mean, I don't know how they can prove that. But, but I thought we, clogging we, that phone line. Up. Yeah, well, anyway, we, we would encourage you to go down. Yeah. yeah. Because what what will happen is if if everybody just starts doing that, then they'll they'll so remove that as an option. Yeah. Um, so, but what I would say is that the the tickets are incredibly limited, and in that I think there's just over. I think there's about 100, 110, 120 tickets. So. If you're keen, get down early. Yeah, and we'd give eighty to friends and family. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're having, we're having honestly, we're having. I've got a hundred and four <laughs> friends. Um, no, uh, what was I going to say? There'll be no face. The there'll be yeah. no face three. Yeah, there'll be. No, <laughs> the, the, basically, the format of the evening will be. I think Jeff Brown's going to be involved from from BBC Newcastle. He's going to do a little bit with them, with uh, Ben and, and Coleman, and then Wise Men see kind of the question masters in the second half, and we'll be doing like the the asking of the questions. You know, asking some questions ourselves, getting the stuff from the audience, and you'll be able to ask all questions on the floor. There'll be an auction at some point, and the ticket money. It all save the change yeah. of mind about that. Later. It all goes to the 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 Bradley Lowry Foundation um, as well, um, and you get a bit of scran with your ticket as well. I think it's pie and peas, as is tradition. Classic, that, isn't it? classic, a textbook. I mean, yeah. just sticking on beer then quickly because we're, we're gonna we need to quickly go over sticking the, the Bourne team. Um, I, was, I think that fella at the, week, at the weekend one. This well, it's, probably it's, called him all sorts of things. Uh, you, you baldy, whatever. No offense, no offense, Stephen. No offense, Martin. It's probably the the first time he he's, he's come across that now because fans have got to put the frustration somewhere. He's the obvious target, well, he's isn't he? The, he's the um, face of the yeah, yeah, now. yeah. Lee Willingale. Um, interesting how Coleman reacted to the BN crack. Seems to be sticking up for him in a way and suggesting he's not the problem. And that is short. Um, Thomas Boyd. Any strong opinions on the current situation with Bain, stroke short? Not that Bain is doing a perfect job, but he seems to be getting never-ending stick when he's carrying on with his job with limited room for manoeuvre, in my opinion. I think there's more on the... Um, more would look at Bain at fault than, than not, I would say. I wouldn't even say that's 50-50 at the moment, R regardless of those tweets suggesting otherwise. I would say that the situation is probably more to me... More than meets the eye, isn't isn't it really for across the board with everything that goes on in Sunderland, and that's always been the well, say always it's been the case for the for the uh, for the last few years. So it's, that's, that's it's very difficult. It is it is very difficult. Yeah. But the the kind of stuff that's happened at our football club in the last few years, yeah, well, there's been some you can't trust years. anybody or anything that goes on. In my opinion, doesn't matter if somebody comes out and is is grinning and 
You know, it might be crocodile smiles. You don't know, do you? I mean, there's, there's never been a detachment from club to fans in my lifetime as there is now. Because even when Bob Murray was getting sticky, he was a Sunderland fan. And you always felt like what he was saying was coming from the heart. Since, as we've said countless times since Niall Quinn left, there's nobody here. Most of the staff here aren't from Sunderland, or they're not Sunderland fans. You know, whether that be in the media team or whether that be the boardroom level, they aren't. And it's never, ever, and, and at the minute, it's like a standoff, isn't it? And but It's not a very good standoff, though, because no. the standoff seems to equate to, uh, we'll go 2-0 down and about a, a few hundred leave, like, and then... By the end, I mean, I've never seen that stadium that empty before, final no, whistle. No. So, By the way, when you've got Brentford blogs digging you out over attendances and people leaving early, like don't. <laughs> then, uh, you know, you've got a problem. But, you know, that, that old sideshow really annoys us all the weekend as well. Like, you know, it really irritates us when people, like, take a picture of the empty stadium and tweet it out without comment. It's like you're basically you're having a dig at all. You're having a dig at Sunderland supporters, and let them get on with it. It's all very well, you know. You come up here and doing your whole like, oh, we're, we're a small club and we're having a lovely old time, and you expect them to just come and turn us over because we're Brentford. But not That's one not the fan case. expected no. that. That is not the case, <laughs> and you need to get over yourselves. And people's, you know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of people like coming to Sunderland and whether it be media or other clubs fans, like having a pop because we don't know the ins and outs of your clubs and what goes on. I'm sure everyone's got. You know, the cross to bear, but I think it's Sunderland. You know, our situation, it, it's it's horrendous. And to, like, to use a, a Newcastle phrase, as Mickey said, you didn't, didn't you, understand. You didn't understand. They didn't. They didn't. No. It's true, though. Like, people, because, look, look I, I was in London the other week and I, I was chatting to this Millwall fan. <laughs> Randomly, and he was saying to me, he didn't even know who our manager was, and like he didn't know, <laughs> no, but like again, not having, no, not having a pop at Millwall, but you think, you know, like people just don't know anything about Sunderland at the minute. They don't, they, <coughs> they don't know what's going on. So they come up, they see a half empty ground, it's probably a bigger attendance than Brentford get for their home games, whatever. There'd have been more people left at the end in our stadium than there would be in their probably season ticket holders. Well, well, it's not a competition. But, it's but, not, but, but, not but, a competition but, but, about attendance. I, I think, and me, that's not the point I'm trying to make. Me, by me, the way, the point was overall that you know people wouldn't know known who our manager was or our situation. Even last season, when things were going badly wrong, people don't realise we've won two home games in you know yeah. o- o- just over a year. Calendar year, you know, yeah. like that, fourteen months now. Mm. And it's not just a fourteen month period. This stretches back and back. Like our win percentage at home is, I think it must be less than twenty percent. It's less than one in five, or around one in five. Oh, and Chris Coleman said today that, that, that oh, oh. it's clear that the fa- the players would rather play away from yeah. home at the moment. I mean, that's obvious to an extent, but you know, a, a professional footballer feeling sorry for himself is not a good look, is it? No, in a way as well. I'm like, I'm sick and tired, basically, being like lectured by like whoever it is about like kind of how I should support my football team, basically. So it's like saying about like oh like the, the negative atmosphere with Sunderland as if it's like a unique situation, like every club when they go through a bad spell the atmosphere is a little bit negative at home. People leave early. There's, you know what I mean. There's people. I mean to be fair, I think the amount we've put up with, I think even Gandhi would have stuck a nut on somebody by now. <laughs> it's it's just honestly, it's just abs- set himself on fire. It's just it's just, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Though. And as I say, I'm just I'm sick and tired of even from all quarters that we need patience and we need to stick by them. Blah blah blah. 
it's like Craig said, this is not even the two wins in 14 months. Before that, we were winning five or six home games a season. And like, it's like it, it just goes through all facets of the Wait club, minute, though. I think even that's optimistic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, and they but, don't come at the end. I know. Yeah, you have but, to wait for them. Exactly. But with Martin Bain, though, this might be the start of his kind of like Sunderland journey. He's only been here about 18 months. But for us, we've been putting up with this for year on year on year and on year. And at some point, everyone has a breaking point. It comes to a head like this. So as I say, it's just like Chris, it's a complete lack of understanding and awareness of like what we've had to go through like as a fan base for the last few years. So, so like, I had a few Brentford fans pop, having a pop at me because I'd said teams like Brenton, Brenford Brenton. in this tweet. Brenton. <laughs> Brenton in this why tweet. have you got a B? Why are you a B? I don't understand that. Like Barnet fans call them the fake Bs. <laughs> I, I don't Beast. really understand where all that comes from. Like, But anyway, that like... Me not knowing that that was like you know that triggered a lot of their fans like you know it was a proper trigger phrase. It's it's the, they, they don't understand or other clubs fans don't understand that for us it's like yeah that that's relatively like small fry like oh someone had a go at you because you're a small club like our clubs are complete like shit show like it's, and it has been for five years like it's, well it's, it's been longer than that but it's only manifested itself. Yeah, in in negative results on the pitch because you can get away with it if you if you win a few games. But th- this that's the other thing, isn't it? You you made a, you touched on a really good point. Like Bain's been here about eighteen months, and before him, it was someone else who didn't realise. And because we've changed managers so many times, we've tried directors of football, we've tried this, we've tried that. It you can't you can't do that like in yeah. football it just doesn't work it's like you say there's been there's been no long term plan at any level because like you say we, it, what it is though I think the likes of Ellis Shaw because they're not, we're not don't really understand football that much they look at something and they think hey that's a good idea if that's worked yeah. there so let's do this and then six months down the line they don't see instant results and they think right okay right baby out of the bath water we're not going to do that again. again we'll move on to something else and that's been the problem at the club for far too long so there's no bit, joined up thinking at all it's a bit like the England national team they'll have a look and go France, that worked. Germany, mm. that worked. And they keep trying these new. Well, you've got to like choose something. They've, tra- they've tried to rectify that, and they're, do- and they're doing all right just to, years, to go off as a loose example. A few years ago, it was let's well, we need to be more like Swansea, we need to be mm. more like Southampton. But now they're both in the bottom. Well, were in the bottom exactly. three, and they have been in the bottom three long, long periods of season. The Premier League. Now you find what works. now people are saying we should be like Burnley. And then <clears> it's, what, what, what do you mean winning games? Yeah, yeah exactly. Is that I, what you mean? Just, but, just to, just to touch. Should be more like Brentford. I mean, we're finishing <laughs> yeah. now. Teams um, like Brentford. <laughs> more like teams like Brentford. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Sunderland playing Bolton, um, which we haven't really had time. Had the time or inkling. Yeah, we'll be more about that on Thursday. No, but uh, yeah, exactly. So let's just let's just not try and big ourselves up. And I just don't want us to talk ourselves into. Uh, into sort of um, thinking that we're going to get a result there when yeah. we won't. We're um, pub now, but, but, so but what I will say, what I'll ask as a, a question. Um, as a question, well, how else are we going to ask it? In mime? If we have <laughs> Oviedo, McNair, um, Williams, and who's the other one? Ajari, Cornea. sorry. So those four players. Available for selection, would they all go in? Yes. Yeah. Williams, McNair, my midfield would probably Definitely be. Definitely McNair has to be. I was going to play, I'd probably be Williams, McNair, Honeyman, or Ajaria, probably Honeyman, and then I'd have I'd have to play McGeaney again. I know he was shocking <laughs> at the weekend, but he might stick one in the top corner from 30 yards and would not would ne- never even get in he's the up, box. He's so, our top scorer. Yeah. Mm. So him on the one side, Sorrow on the other, 
It'll have to I'd be. I'd, I'd, would you? I'd, I'd, put Fletcher, I'd give Fletcher another go. Magic in a solo. Corny. Quite well. Corny and Clark Salter at the back. Yeah, yeah I, I think yeah. I think Craig touched on a good point there. A lot of football's about partnerships all over the pitch, and I think we've seen before Magic and the Soro overdue. They do have that link, and I think he will give like the fans a boost if you saw them both in the team. I mean, I know from a personal point of view, if I see Fletcher on on the team sheet tomorrow, I'll be tempted to get on the bus and go home. <laughs> so, Driving it. <laughs> I mean, that, that must have... Stay Two Two beep beep down the road in the, uh, in the bus. You never know. But maybe we're talking about a win. How, how many extra Newcastle players they got? Loads. I mean, they'll be in that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well... <sighs> We'll get to that on Thursday, won't we? Mm. When we talk about it then, and we'll talk about the we'll upcoming Borough game. game. That's a game we really oh, need, isn't it? God. That's a that's a game we really need. That's on my birthday. That like the, what a treat. That if there's is. ever a game that says three 0 down at half time, it's us playing Middlesbrough at the moment under Pulis. Yeah, their fans won't enjoy that at all, will they? Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs>